And we are live. It's the Dave K Show. How's everybody doing out there? So glad to have you guys along with us on this beautiful Saturday morning. It's going to be Saturday hot. afternoon. I know it is hot. It's hot. I am David K. Jaro, your host as always, and my beautiful co-host, Miss Dave the Bure. How hey. you doing? Doing good. How are you? I've never been better. That's my little tagline from here. I've never been better. Never been better. Never huh? been better. That's right. Exactly. So what we're gearing up for, I was listening to the weather report the other day, oh. and they're telling me oh. we're going to have um, a night coming up next week. We're going to be in the 50s. Shut up! Yes. I told you. Tell you We're going to have to bring out the jackets and the winter galoshes. Yes. Don't get rid of this. <sighs> Let me tell you something. So we were talking about last I'm like show. I'm in shock right now. We were talking about last show. Uh, when, when football season starts, that's a sign. It's always hot as heck when, when football season starts. At the end of football season, it's usually like cold. You got to put your jacket on. I am so excited right now. My electricity bill is going to go down. <laughs> right. What? Right. Well, no, I mean, you are just like, 50. I, I would I would love to be a fly on the wall in your house and look at your thermostat. because 79, nonstop. Yeah, I, could, I don't know if I could live in that situation. And, and ca- catch this, wintertime, it stays at 60 and that's it. It don't go higher than 60. 60 in the winter. Wow. Yes, so what do you do to supplement your temperature in your house? Do you have blankets on the sofa? Block, I, mean, uh, I have that and I have a box heater, a little old, old box heater that right. I keep plugged in. Right. It doesn't take up that much juice. That helps. My out. bills go down sure. so cheap. It's like bonus for me. So I got to ask. So, so, you, so you have the three kids. Do they kind of like go at nighttime and like sneak by the thermostat and like crank Heck it up? Heck no. A bit? Nobody knows how to use it. Ah, really? I see. I'm smart on that. Yes. Yeah, so you don't have like one of those little plastic boxes. Like put a lock on it. On your you thermostat? know, Tim suggested that, and I might have to do that. <laughs> right. But they haven't got to the age yet where they're wanting it on that much. They know. Right. They like it cold too. But if they turn the air down, I'm gonna have a fit. And it's best to be, you know, keep mom happy. Yes err on the side of caution because when i get aggravated and it starts costing me money it's right. bad how's it saying go if mom ain't happy nobody's gonna nobody's be happy. happy that's right exactly i will tell you one thing so the thing with me is it's like uh i like noise in the house constant noise i have to have noise constantly so that and i love so i love it when the air conditioning cycles on whenever the heater cycles because there's noise and so a uh, little secret about us so we uh we keep it kind of cold all the time in the house and so uh, we have like a little little blow dryer that we keep on, and uh, it, get, it gives like dryer? a blow dryer. Yes, we do have the little blow dryer, which it gives constant noise. So my wife's going like, look, the thing's burning up electricity when you put the blow dryer on, though. Why don't you get one of those little things from Amazon that makes noise, the little noise generators. You know, it's got um, thunderstorms, rain clacking on the you roof. You need Alexa, it's man. Right. you got to get Alexa. I'm worried about Alexa. I really well, am. why? Alexa listens to everything that you but say. But, Dave, she don't understand half Can the you, stuff we say. No, tell tell people what, what what that's all about. Okay, so all right, so Alexa never <laughs> understands me, right? right? I can ask this chick to turn my TV on ten different ways till Sunday, and she never understands it. Why? Because I talk loud and I'm fast, and I don't talk, I don't pronunciate. Right. And Alexa needs pronunciation. Well, so, you, well, quick, uh, hang on. Are you are you talking like across the room? I can can Alexa oh, hear you? I am like up in her face or on her little speaker, and she can't hear it. She just does not understand a word I'm saying. Hmm. I mean, it has to be right. said several times. Interesting. You might have a defective Alexa. No, I have a defective voice. Okay, right. My Honda don't understand what I'm saying either. Uh, is Alexa bilingual or is trilingual? I tried. I said, hola, Alexa. She says, hola. I said, como esta? She said, I do not speak that much Spanish. <laughs> come on, I wow. said, come on, Alexa, really? Can, can you get an update for Alexa, like a download an update? No, because like then she starts update? speaking too much Spanish. I mean, you know, I have heard I have heard that uh, there's some creepy instances with Alexa where she just starts laughing in the middle of the night for no reason no check this it's even better so like friday morning i want to sleep a little late right it's about seven o'clock and i'm like because seven's about my max seven a.m is about wow. my max i can't do that i I'm got to seven eleven. the dog starts mowing like this heifer better not be moaning because i do not take two dogs moaning to me that is i want out and you're gonna let me out now or else you right. go when i say right. go, let's, let's do a fingernails on the chalkboard exactly 
and that's exactly what I heard too when I went in there. I let the dog out and I fussed at her, and then I realized Alexa was scratching the freaking chalkboard all night long. Wow. What happened to my baby lullabies, Alexa? Right. Straight to the chalkboard. Wow. And Dave, nobody wow. told her to play chalkboard sounds. See what I'm nobody. saying? Nobody. That's because she's listening to you, and somebody she's listening for keywords. Well, somebody was telling her to play chalkboard sounds, and it was not me. That and I know the sense. dog can't talk. That is okay. So let's uh, let's segue into something from that. Okay, so. You got your iPhone, your iPad, or whatever. Um, you're talking about stuff with your friends during the day. Next thing you know, ads start popping up of stuff that you were talking about earlier. They're listening to you. Your iPhone is listening to it's you. It's also taking pictures of you all the time. If you ever take a picture yes. of the camera on the front of your phone, it's always lit. Isn't that amazing? That's scary. It really is scary. So watch out, guys. Watch out. That's so, why you don't do face recognition. Right. Right. And, and, and like we talked about earlier, too, it's like you know, technology. And we're going to discuss technology later on today. It's yep. something that uh, it's an uh, it's something that's not going away. You can't get away from it. It's here to stay. You can uh, try to find ways to protect yourself and your privacy uh, from technology. Case in point, Walmart. When you walk in Walmart, yep. I've counted about six different cameras over here that are looking and at you. And now you own big angle. screen TV, man. Yes, you are. Look, like, it's as a reminder, make us or break us. Yes, that's right. It is right. Plain and, and those simple. aren't those aren't like benign little uh, security cameras. No, you, these you are like. Nice HD, see every crack, every wrinkle, yes. every pore. facial recognition camera. You're like, first of all, I don't want that many people to know I'm shopping at Walmart. Right, well, nobody needs do. to know where I'm at. That's where they do. But that's a big, that's a big TV. Yes, so it technically, is. everybody's a star when they go to Walmart. <laughs> right, exactly. It Especially it, when you do your self service. Right. Well, I, what I do is whenever I'm checking my stuff out, I get out of the, the camera. I right. tried that. But then next thing you know, there's a ca there's another screen, <laughs> there's another camera that can, you can't get away. You from can't it. get away from. You it. cannot get away from. It. Okay, well. That's something we're going to have to work on. Uh, one other thing, uh, rest in peace. It was a good run. We enjoyed it. Cortana Mall is officially gone. R.I.P. Cortana Mall. It is officially gone. R.I.P. It's officially gone. It's uh, actually a good thing. Right. And I was thinking something. You, you said something last show about, um, you know, the whole place is dying. You said the restaurants are going it away. Is. There's a reason for that. Those restaurants were feeder restaurants for the mall because all these people shopping at the mall, they got to eat somewhere. So that was driving the business for these restaurants around the mall. The mall shuts down. All the ancillary businesses go down with it. The mall has been teetering on the edge for a very long time. I used to work out there and we used right. to go shopping and it was teetering when I was out there. Right. It's been a while. Right. It, it's been a while. So what do you, what do you, and you think Mall of Louisiana is next? I do. I think that yes. everybody eventually will go to online shopping because for one, you save money. For two, you save gas. Why go somewhere when you can buy it online and have it shipped for free? Right. Exactly. Especially where we live. Yes. There's traffic you have to drive through. And let's face facts, people. Traffic is a nuisance. It's got to go. Every week, somebody's got to wreck, and it's got to go. Yes. I was driving home Thursday, and they had this Ford F-150 Silver, and I wish to goodness I'd have got his plate, and I wish I still worked in motor vehicles because I would have wrote him a nice little letter. Had to be <laughs> doing 95 miles Jeez. off the downslope of the new bridge. Wow. And this guy was merging with his blinker on. It didn't see him because this cat's flying, right? Right. You can't really see people driving that fast. And I almost hit him, and the dude Jeez. did this fishtail thing, and I'm like, oh, if he could have died. My goodness. He was in the, uh, the uh, right lane or the left lane? He was, he was, in, the, he was in the right lane. Lane. Okay, so uh, so he corrected himself and he, he averted disaster. The fast much. guy was in the right lane. The slow guy was getting to. Jeez. Yeah, it, it was just it's, it was you know it was just too much. Things can happen on a dime. I, I personally, <laughs> I think that they need. I, I don't know. They need to just 
people like that are they ought a death wish. Well, we had we had a representative Lacombe on earlier. We're gonna have him on again. He was talking about the big uh, the big uh, bypass bridge coming up that they got approval for. So that's gonna be interesting to see yeah, how that works. Yeah, they need out. to work on getting us a bypass over yeah. that railroad. Heck, track you're just too. you're just happy if you can get over to the, the railroad tracks in Livonia and you get your kids to school. Oh, time. that track. Yes. Okay. All right. Yes. All right. That was our takeoff takeoff roll for today. So um, that's gonna segue us into our next guest that we have. And uh, I'll tell you what, our guests always uh, top each other, and t- today is no different. We have a very special guest on today. Um, she is the clerk of court in the parish of Point Capi. That's right. And let me tell you something. Okay, so I'm in the film industry and everything too. Okay, so uh, I liken the clerk of court to this. Uh, they work in the background. They're unseen. You don't know really what's going on until something goes wrong. In the <laughs> film industry. Uh, the sound guy is that guy. It's like you're enjoying this beautiful sound. You take it for granted when you're watching a film. But once you have a, a, a jar in the sound, it's like, oh, what was that? You know, somebody's fired. So, <laughs> so bad. Exactly. So before I talk about the clerk record, without uh, having uh, somebody to defend herself, I am going to introduce her today. And she is the one and only Miss Linnell Landry. How you doing? Good morning. Great. How are y'all today? We're doing great. Good. Glad good. to have you with us. Yep. Thank you for having me here I'll, today. I'll, it's an honor to have you with us. Okay. Uh, it's an honor to be here today. Yes. I appreciate the opportunity to talk about uh, the position and my staff today. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, we're glad to have you right here. We have a lot to talk about today. We're going to kind of cram it in with a little time we have left. Um, so, um, you need no introduction. Everybody knows who you are around here. If you live, if you live in Parker P and the surrounding parishes, we know who you are. What I want to do is uh, I want to go back to the early days uh, with Linnell Landry. And what were you doing before you got into the clerk of court's office? I was um, controller for the city and new roads. Oh, what is a controller? Controller oversees all the finances, uh, the budgets. That's a fun ah, job right there. Right. Uh, it's it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it was um it was really good. When I took office, um, I put in a new computer system for the city, and saved about a hundred thousand dollars the first year. So that Cha-ching. also brought in my interest in the computers because my. I have a Bachelor of Science in Business Administration. My major is Finance, but I also have a state certification in Computer Operations. Cool. So that mm. all brought me to the city of New Rose. That's something I didn't know. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and so while I was there, someone um, recognized what I did and told me that uh, we needed something like that on a parish-wide level. And at the time, I was under the impression that Ms. IGLM was going to be retiring. So the first thing I did was I did some research and I checked, read all the laws, looked at the budget, preparation, make sure that one, I could do the job, mm-hmm. and then two, that I wanted to do the job. Right. <laughs> As important. Yes, because mm-hmm. uh, I knew that it would be some big shoes to fill. Miss IG had been there approximately 34 years oh, at wow. the time. Oh, wow. Wow. So um, yes. I spent several months talking to people and getting my information together. and went to speak with him upon the request of one of my supporters, at which time um, he informed me that he was not going to retire. Mm. So um, I was already too far into it to to turn around. So we ran, and it was really good. There were three of us in the first race. And What um, year was that about? That was in 1999. Oh, goodness. October of 1999. Wow. Right. And uh, uh, I came out with 48 point something percent right almost the marker i needed to get in wow, there the every first time. vote counts right yes That's right. every vote does count <laughs> and uh so i had 48 almost 49 percent um miss dig was in the 30s and the third person was in the 20s so uh in the runoff i ended up coming out with uh low 60s hmm, interesting cool. very very good that's yeah, awesome cool. and the rest is history right the rest <laughs> is history <laughs> that yes. is awesome very very good so um so that the, your previous job kind of set you up to uh, give you the skills that you need, uh, to, you know, to get where you are into in your new office and everything. What were some of the challenges coming in that were unforeseen to you? 
Um, the first challenge was the office did not have any computers in it. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so that uh, what I did was started meeting with companies after I won the election, but before I took office, because I won the election in November of 99, but I did not take office until July of 2000. Oh. So I had about nine months to start preparation. So what we did was I interviewed several companies, software companies, and talked to them. And uh, then when I got sworn in on Friday, we went to the office Saturday morning. We worked all Saturday morning, Saturday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night. Oh, wow. man. So when the doors opened Monday morning, we had computers That's on amazing. every desk. Wow. They were borrowed computers because I was working on getting a grant from the Supreme Court to actually get computers for the office. Right. Um, but we also had data on the computers back to 1967. Oh, what? Man, yes. Wow. Oh, that's yeah. ancient well, stuff wow. for a computer. Yes, it is. That's Quite cool. naturally, we didn't do all that. I'll, just go, I'll go ahead and say, I'll go ahead <laughs> and say that was a year before I was born, but we're not going <laughs> to let you know when she was born. <laughs> I'm not saying when I was born. Right, okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I think that was a year I started the first grade, too. So. Wow. But, uh, <laughs> right. but we... Um, <laughs> We quite naturally we didn't put all that data on over the weekend. Um, yeah, prior, massive task. Yeah, it was prior to the time that I took office. I spent about nine months doing that. We picked up microfilm. I picked up some indices I and microfilm. I chose yes, yep. and I chose the company called Grids to use. And G R I D S. G R I D S. Is that an acronym? It is okay. um, governmental. Right. You know. Look it up, guys. Yeah. Record end up. <laughs> right. It works. It's uh, <laughs> it, right. it works. And it has worked very well for me. It's a really user-friendly system, and um, we are getting ready to go into the next phase of it right now. Hmm. It, wow, uh, that long. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It's, right. That is pretty cool. Yeah. So it's it's uh, definitely a work in progress. You can be in office you know, for 20 years, and things still need to be done. David. We have done a lot, but I'll be the first to say there are still some things I want to finish. Um, yes. I'm very concerned about, um, we were discussing this before the show, uh, cyber attacks yeah. right now that are going on. And that's part of mm. the reason we're moving very slowly into getting actually online on the internet. Yes. Yeah. We're putting all the safety nets in place. Since January of 2011, title people, abstractors, attorneys have all used my records in my office online through a secure designated server because of the sensitivity of the records. Right, not available to the public, a secure server, like they, you said. They could, correct. They could subscribe with me if they wanted to, anybody from the public, or they could come in my office and use the public stations I have within my office at no cost. Do you have any of that backed up on paper, just curious? We do. We have it backed up on paper. I have it scanned. I have it at two off-site locations as well as a um, on-site. That's smart. That's very smart. Yes, it is. Very good. Very good. So uh, that's very, very good. So like you said, uh, it takes um, a lot of years, a lot of times to get where you want to be. A lot of, a lot of hiccups. The it, cyber thing, for for instance, yeah. that's pretty. That was yes, pretty, pretty bad yes, stuff uh, there. So I think you. We were talking about that earlier. Let's let's because a lot of people. Let's let's expound upon the cyber threat right now because a lot of people write it off as just that's just excuses she's got for just she's dragging tail whatever. No, yeah. no, no. It's, it's no, very it's very bad. right. I want to account make an account for something that happened to me recently with a cyber attack that shows you it's very real and I think you were saying something earlier too right me what and was, mom too what was your deal earlier that uh, I googled MapQuest and got a computer virus at work you know, don't google don't right. google right now was, yeah yeah I had to sweep my computer I'm like 
this is jacked up because I was just trying to find a location. Right. I'm glad I didn't Google it on my phone. Yes, you got to be very careful. And then mom, they had the cyber attack at, at the school to cut the air conditioners off. They couldn't do anything. They were controlling things from the Everything computer. Everything was off the first two days of school. And it's like, geez, if they can do that, what else can they do? And that's yes. a scary thought. Yes. So what you said is very real. And yeah. Very yeah. So you're bringing that to the forefront. What happened to us recently last week? Well, so we have an event. We have a Venmo account because we send money to different people. We accept money oh, from people. Yeah. We have the Cash App. We have Venmo. We have Google Pay. So this person called us up the other day. We called Eve up, and, she, and he goes like, um, "From India, yes, ma'am. We are with Venmo. Uh, we, we, somebody's trying to get in your account. They're trying to take four hundred dollars. Is this Eve Gyro? And uh, she goes like, "It is." I'm going like, "God, no!" She put me on three with. I said, "You uh, should not have said that." What's his name? Bob. I, I said, "Hang the phone up now." And she said, "Let me go check my account. They took four hundred dollars oh out of God. our account. They do that in though, fifteen Dave. minutes. We had to go to Cotton Poor Bank and get everything squared away." Do you know they can actually lately? People have been just answering the calls that come through, and they're getting charged 200 bucks just for, just answering. for answering the phone. Not even saying hello at first. As yeah. soon as you hit answer, that's it. Done. You're wiped out. So that's scary. So the takeaway is, is don't what? Don't do what? Let it go to voicemail. Now, I'm not sure voicemail is not linked to the same thing as if you answer the phone, voicemail is technically answering the phone, too. Is that safe? Because if it's not, then we're screwed. Makes you wonder, yeah. Uh, so I, have no, so I don't know. Do you get a, do you get like these weird numbers that call your phone? I do all the time. And you yeah, know, AT&T, and I'm not going to pull them. Out. Okay, there's a, there's a company that starts with A and ends with T. Right, exactly. <laughs> that has got this system set up that they can, if you pay for it, stop the spam calls. What? Why not just do it automatically? Because they're the ones that's doing the spam calls, Dave. Right, like you it's said. A, it's a gimmick. It's it's a cat and mouse game is what And you it know is. that 90% of the people that work for for that A company that ends with T are overseas? Yes, they are. If you call, yep. not yep. a single yep. person. Bob all, does all not the, speak English. Bob all the calls. Yeah, is not spelled B-O-B. B-O-B-B-B-E-A-Y-U-X. That's right. So that brings us back to the importance of cybersecurity in your office. I really appreciate you taking that extra step. And let's not be in a hurry. Let's do this thing the right way. Right. Absolutely, Take Dave. Um, it's a very, the office is a very important position, and you are right is what you said. Um, very few people actually know what the clerical court's office does. Um, and it has all of your public records. Yes. From Why don't you go and just tell us, uh, give us a rundown uh, of everything the clerical oh, court's office does. Well, I, it's everything. Would you say the show is one hour? Right, exactly, right. <laughs> um, right. Well, we, we, we carry everything from successions, marriage licenses, uh, I hope y'all property shredded transfers, <laughs> <laughs> divorces. Before, y'all, at least three times. <laughs> Civil, criminal no, records. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's just a lot of sensitive important information it right. has your social security number I w my primary job is to protect and preserve those public records yes. right and I will not put them out on the internet until I feel comfortable yes, with you. it and I can assure you this cyber attack thing is very serious and is very real um, last month the governor of Louisiana declared a state of emergency for the wow, cyber attack that, that occurred at the school boards you were talking about and that's wow. just the beginning exactly Man. and they also held some state agencies um, for ransomware as well too wow. and they take your data and they hold it until you pay the ransom mm, and yes again i am proud very happy about one thing that's going on the state is starting a cyber um facility at the water property right there in baton rouge and they will hopefully in about a year or so be at a really comfortable place to help us yes proactive against the cyber attacks and they need that and with all of the safety nets we're putting in with the new module we're going to bring in the office and that i feel comfortable saying we will be heading in that direction 
e-filing, e-recording is coming real quick. Uh, that's been right. my biggest challenge in the office is keeping up with technology. And right. you're always going to have that challenge because it's always changing. It's like that's like the iPhones. You can never keep up with it. It's always changing. Yes, it is. Right, right. And the public, and this is another thing with it, within the industry, the public is always has higher and higher expectations as the yeah. years go by, higher and higher expectations. Let me get to uh, this question real quick. And um, it's, it's an honest question that we have to ask. What uh, What is the general complaint? Or maybe is there a recurring complaint? in your office that people come with I, i'm not really sure that's what i'm asking you every office my office has complaints your office has complaints mine has them yours has tons of complaints uh, yeah so, so what, are, what are some legitimate concerns that the public is bringing to you that you might want to share and maybe say that you're addressing and working on them or you're aware that you know they are um being taken care of or whatever yeah. well it's overall, kind of like to balance things out a little yeah bit, you know? yeah overall i guess i need to start by <laughs> saying i I have a fantastic staff. I mean, yes. they're extremely friendly. They're extremely knowledgeable. They help me do everything we do, and we've done a yes. lot. Probably yes. the biggest complaint I get is something I have no control over, and that's jury duty. Ah, <laughs> right. You know, and that's I right. like jury duty. Well, first of all, you're getting paid to be at work, and yes, you're getting you paid to be over there. The only problem I have is the seats hurt. Yeah. Ah, them, right. them church benches are I, boogers. I agree with right. you. I think um, I talked to um, – <laughs> Justice Kimball years ago when she was around and told her that I think we should um, subpoena all of the they were police jurors at the time subpoena ah. all of them and make them sit on those hard pews for yes. a whole day and maybe they'll bring some cushions in next time right. but uh, it I didn't happen mind. Right. I, so I um, how are the names selected for jury duty? Uh, they randomly selected through a computer system. Oh, See, okay. I should have played a lot. One year I got yes. selected twice within three months. Three months. Really? Cool. My name was on there twice, twice. too. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so have you ever served on ju a jury? Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. But I'm like, I wanted to be a lawyer, so this is like my thing. Uh, right. I you, love it. Were you, were, you, were you the jury for a lady or for a woman or whatever you want to call it? And they got me up there. I said one word and they said, bye, Daytha. <laughs> I'm like, you didn't even give me a chance? Right. Why? <laughs> I would be really good. He's not guilty yet. All right. Okay, maybe he is guilty, but <laughs> right. yeah, right. one word and I was out. I've been on a jury a couple of times. Like I said, I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Um, it's really cool to see how the uh, ju judicial process works. And it's really amazing. It gives you a lot of respect for him. Well, that, you don't have to drive all the way to Baton Rouge to go get paid. And I really like That'll that work. part. That will work. It is truly a service. And yes, we need is. we need people to be jurors because you're supposed to be in a jury of your peers. And if everyone who knew it, someone in this parish would be excused, you wouldn't be sitting before a jury of your peers. Right. So right. I thank everyone every time they come in for serving and the judges. Yes. As I said, it's his court. It's his jury. It's He's yes. the only one, too, by the way, that can excuse people. Ah, <laughs> right. Exactly. Watch well, so. I get jury duty the next, <laughs> right. the next <laughs> right. 10 months. <laughs> right. I don't mind. All right. That's funny. It really is. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, jury duty is a lot of fun. It's, uh, the it's educational. Uh, it's very educational. And the thing is, what if, uh, God forbid, one day you got arrested and you were in court, you sure well. as heck would want a par impartial jury. That's correct. You don't I want those, be bad You don't want those arrested. people uh, wigging out and making all kind of lies and they couldn't make it. So that's right. Yeah. Exactly right. So jury duty is kind of one of your biggest things that people come to you yeah. with yeah. and everything. And, and I, I noticed that your staff was, is always bright and friendly and cheerful when I go up in there. It seems Absolutely. like they enjoy working in the office. A good team. Very, Very uh, good team. positive Very atmosphere good team. to work in for sure. Um, are you understaffed right now? Actually, I am fully staffed right now. Okay. How many people working with you? I have um, nine full-time wow. and nine. Two, two college students. Wow. I know. And uh, wow. we are... Like I said, right now, we have experienced people. We have a few new people. So that always keeps things interesting. Yeah. But, right. Um, as far as dealing with the public, I could not ask for a better staff. 
That's right. cool. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah. And so what are, you, what are your general hours? You the same hours as the courthouse pretty much? We're 8.30 to 4.30, okay. Monday through Friday. The office is open, of course, as clerk of court 24-7. Right. Mine's a little bit different because, right. uh, you know, not only do I represent the parish, but, I, you know, the clerk of court, not only do I represent you here in the parish, but also on a statewide level, too. Right. I sat on the board of directors for the Louisiana Clerk of Courts Association. Ah, okay. um, I've also been asked twice to sit as president but declined both times because wow. um i just didn't feel like it was a time i could leave the office of my family yeah mm-hmm. um right but uh also yeah. it, we attend a lot of meetings i participate in a lot of legislative stuff because there are bills that affect our office that right. we have to go and either support or oppose right right, right. that's a fun job it is right <laughs> what are the, what are the government offices do you work very closely with um, we work with the, of course, with the judge's office. We work with the district attorney's office, the sheriff's office, with probation and parole. Wow, that's a lot, yeah. man. And with the public defender's office. Yeah. And we have a wonderful relationship. My staff has a wonderful relationship with all of them, as I do with those agency heads. That's the way it's supposed heads. to be. Yeah. Be it a family. Is, is. And, and mm-hmm. my office, the clerk of court's office, is really different than any other governmental entity because we do not get a tax base to run our office. I was going to ask you how you were funded. I am funded by fees collected for the services we provide. And Interesting. I, wow. Yeah, and I, wow. I do not set cost the price of those fees right. that's another, another important, another right. important thing because they're going like yes. they're upcharging us wow you know yeah it's so, it. right and um so i'm like a cfo or a ceo for a private firm only with a governmental title i have to watch the money coming in every month and make mm. sure the budget is there to pay yes. salaries benefits oh yeah that's a big job but salaries especially yes and the the, the the challenging part about it is i'm sure it fluctuates it's not a, it's not a set amount every month like a tax would be or so you know something like that very very good question wow. dave it is in fact um last year we had a really good year because oil and gas came back um oh, but yeah. we had um about three years where i was in a deficit because oil and gas was not here and in those years i was able to maintain my staff the benefits without cutting anything by using the fund balance that I accumulated during the prior oh, years when oil and gas was here. Right, right. And one thing I learned by being married to a farmer is you, in the good years, you save for save, the bad years. I was going to ask you that. Because they are usually coming around. And it's You're the right. same thing with my office. When oil peaks, we do well. When oil drops, we do bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as I said, we do not get any tax base to run it. And um, right. we, do get, we do get our space, our the courthouse location for free well, that's cool. as a governmental entity. Very good. Yeah, yeah free that rent. Cool. That's very, very good. So do you, uh, So I'm president of tourism. Um, a lot of people don't know, but I'm, so we just finished wrapping up our yearly uh, budget meeting. We have a budget committee that we set in place, and so we, we always want to operate in the black, and Ms. Jeannie Andre, she's just amazing. She uh, keeps us well in the black, and we're there to kind of just uh, help her out with that. So um, our, we just finished our budget. We're looking good for the next year. We're funded, of course, by tourism dollars, by the um, you know the hotel, motel taxes, yeah. uh, police, uh, police jury, which is now the um what is it called again the uh city um I parish, mean, council. parish council parish council they give us a certain amount every year a set fee and everything so um do you have like any budget meetings like we have to uh, go over like okay this is our budget for the upcoming year our projected budget that's a good question right I, and you know i do have to prepare a budget every year my budget usually is around nine hundred and fifty thousand. cool wow last year well budget. last year it was a little over wow. a million because all in gas was good but during the bad years it went down as low as five hundred thousand. Yeah. yeah that's hard when you got a lot of employees to it is Yes, yeah. but that's why right. the, my financial background and my administrative background has been such an asset to the office because I knew how to maintain that by using fund balance. And, by, and I'm real pleased to say that during the down years, 
I have been able to refurbish the fund balance I used in the last two years with the oil and gas ah, activity we've had. replenished it pretty much. Yeah, yeah nice. I've replenished it. Um, yeah, Who, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, talking about tourism and tax dollars, yes. um, while I, again, do not get any tax dollars, I know the importance of it as controller of the city and new roads. I know for every one dollar that comes into our parish, it flips seven to nine times before it leaves our parish. Wow. So with that said, that's another reason um, I, I hate to see us go totally to internet because right now currently we have abstractors title people attorneys they come into town to use the office they eat at our restaurants they stay at our hotels yes. they put gas in their car coming and going so they help yes. and support a tax base that we have case here. in point here to julian parger's building where we're located right now we're filming uh second floor down here is completely occupied by that oil and gas company they're here they're buying up all leases and everything so <laughs> they're spending money uh, I, they must be making good money everybody in their parking lot has got some very nice vehicles down there so. well Penrose so. on their nose <laughs> right. and they all have texas license plates so like you said they're here spending money in the parish um i'm sure a lot of those guys go to your office on a regular that, basis those are the ones that help that I was talking about that boosted my revenue so much over the past few years because what they do is they come and they do all the abstract work. So they're we're they're paying for copies, they're um, filing leases, and we right. charge for those services, and yeah. that's how we run our office. Right. So yeah, that's cool, been a big shot. The cool part about it is you're the only game in town. They can't go anywhere else that's but you. Right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. That's awesome. Uh, so who do y'all um, who do y'all report to? Who's above y'all as far as uh, like who do you answer to? Um. I just, I just had a curiosity. I don't know. I, I mean, what's, what's the hierarchy structure? Just like I answer my own questions. <laughs> right. I got this. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> what? <laughs> right, exactly. Actually, um, Dave, I, I am. I, it's the buck stops so here. You she is buck, it. Right. The buck stops right. here. Now, right. with that said, though, with that said, there is a law that says, should mayor, anyone coming in behind me, decide to just bust the bu budget open completely? The police jury has to pick up the ticket. Ah, okay. So oh. it is critical that the person Everybody's in that position stay. knows the financial mm -hmm. financial aspect, budgeting right. aspect, yes. and how to maintain it and run it. Because um, I could right now go order all new computers, copiers, mm -hmm. and just walk to the police jury office and give them an invoice, and by law they have to pay it. Ah. Oh, wow. But wow. I have never done that, nor did my predecessor. I want to say the he old ran. Keep computers, though. Yeah, The new right. ones might be boogers. Right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Right. Uh, Interesting. My, my predecessor ran a conservative office. He he yes. funded it, and I've been fortunate enough to be right. able to do the same and thing. So, cool. the, so the thing with him is, like, um, we talk about a whole different other time and place uh, back before computers were, you know, technology wasn't even available yes. back then. So it was like they, they did the best they could with, like you said, paper record keeping. I'm a, I look, um, I'm a big fan of paper keeping because yes. you never know when something is going to crash. Always have paper as a backup plan. You always talk about that, too. I yeah. do, because that's yep. just me. But right. I, I know what can happen. Right. Uh, keep, keep stuff on uh, either like a thumb drive and a safety deposit box or something. I keep important that. records and uh, safety deposit box. The boxes. only problem is a computer crashes. You can't get nothing off the thumb no, drive. You can't. So then no, you, you can't. might as well take. <laughs> no, I'm just, I think like right. pictures and stuff. I, I'd rather have real life pictures, but I got like yes. a thousand. So actually, I probably got about a million. It costs a lot of money to print all my pictures out. Right. But if a computer ever crashes, I'm in trouble. Right. You have to wait about another, you know, 200 years for society to get back up to uh, technology. I'm going to have to start chiseling my children. <laughs> right. Painting them. Right. <laughs> right. They won't look the same right. if I paint them. The 3D, like. 3D statues of your kids in your house. I know. Uh, so basically, really, the people that you really answer to are the citizens of this parish, pretty much. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So, that's who I basically yeah. work for. 
protect and That's amazing. preserve so you're their records. And yeah. we do. We do keep paper backups of everything. We actually scan them. We have two locations off-site as well as one on-site where yeah. we keep ah, it. Great. That's, um, that's my abstractors, the people you're talking about downstairs, they want to see the actual original records. And, and that's we have, understandable. They want to see the originals, look at them. We, we have some old records. We have records dated back to 1771. Well, yeah. Wow, that's cool. I yeah, know. That's neat. A lot of stuff you want actual factual signatures. You want notary stamps. You want this. You know, I mean, a lot of places right. are still based on paper. Right. Motor vehicles, wildlife fisheries, we need hardcore paper. Yes. Mm -hmm. But with that said, the yeah. unfortunate part is we are moving very quickly toward e-filing and e-recording. Uh -huh. And that's the part that um, we've been working on for a few years to make sure that when we do get there, that everything is safe and secure. And um, yes, it's a big job. And it yeah. is. I'm not moving into it. I'm not going to jump into it until I feel comfortable because, right. again, my primary job is to protect and preserve those records. Right. And I'm very fortunate. My predecessor did a wonderful job to keep the records we have back from 1771. Yeah. That's I'm also, crazy. And I've been working on some <laughs> preservation projects. I've been working with UC Berkeley. You need to put that thing in a box. Yeah. We have some wonderful yeah. things. Wow. You need to come to the office one day. Yeah. Look maybe, at what we go there and visit one day. Man, so, uh, yeah, maybe on a Friday we'll, we'll drop in and uh, come say our hello and everything. That's amazing. All right. When you walk in your office, I hadn't been there in a few uh, months, but uh, straight to the right, there's a huge, huge, big old book. Was that like the re uh, marriage records? What is that? Oh goodness, book? that's the indices of okay. <laughs> all of right. the marriage okay. records. <laughs> <laughs> Touchy right. subject with you. Right. <laughs> I just right. want to make sure everything. Was, hey, it costs a lot to get out of a marriage. Look, yeah. if she comes walking in your office and she has a little bottle of white out, you better watch her. <laughs> oh watch no, her. babe, I am shredding. White out is temporary. Shred is permanent. So remember this. I have a feeling you're not the only girl in this parish who feels that way. <laughs> Uh, probably, <laughs> <laughs> probably my best experience with someone that wanted to shred their marriage license was, and this is a true story, you can't make this up. Oh, they um, evidently got into a fight the night after the wedding. The oh, night no. after. And tore the marriage license up, didn't return it to us, so had a legal question, am I still married? Because I didn't come that back and bring the marriage license. Question. Yes, it is. At which point I referred them to go talk to the attorney. <laughs> right. This is a civil matter. I cannot address that. <laughs> right. Sorry. Right. That is a good question. That though. is very interesting. Wow. They, I wonder if they were sober when they got married. You know, who knows? I mean, Look, these days. Next time I get married, it will not be on paper. I'm just saying. I hear you. Well, you told me you never get married. I'm not. Again. But if I ever did and the guy actually wanted to marry me and it was a good start off, I'm right. not doing it on paper. Right. This is on record, y'all. I'm on not Dave doing it on paper. <laughs> Dave K. Show with Dave the Beast is on record. Got to find the right guy. Yes, you do. He's out there somewhere. You just got to look hard enough. Well, I probably um, found him. He just ain't noticed it yet. Right. right. It's going to take him a little time. Even yes. though he's older, he's still had a, he's got a, like a fine wine. I guess he's got to sit for a while and fester. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, so a little, a little thing with me, like uh, weddings are something because they are legal documents and they hold a lot of weight, you know, because yes. they always go like in the eyes of God and the state. We got two functions. Well, two, it'll two be in the here. eyes of God, but it will not be in the state. I can't do it. Right. I, it's right. just a mental thing. It's like it costs a lot of money to have that piece of paper shredded up. It does. That's why you got to make doggone sure when you say those vows that that's that's what you want to do. You know. But um, so the thing with me is I've been doing like wedding video for years, and I've done hundreds and hundreds of wedding videos. Oh, so There's a bunch of videos that I've done. I haven't even got the doggone video finished yet, and they're filing for day separating. Stop it. Yes, I'm serious. 
How and long I don't were they give, together before they got um, married? I'm well, telling you, marriage changes people. This it, is the honest truth. Uh, it depends because you hear people that are, they were uh, together for like six weeks, got married, and they live happily ever after as husband and wife, no problem at all. Then they lived together for 10 years, got married, That's and two years later That's why you have to test that water before you drown in Uh-oh, it. Uh-oh, there you go. Yeah, you got to, man. <laughs> right. Step out and wait for a second. Make sure it's not rough ties because well, if it's rough ties, you're screwed. I get can. back in the, the wait zone and I get back on I the beach. I can't argue with that. I can't argue with that. Uh, takeaway point from that is marriage is very important. Uh, think, 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 think before you do anything and make something drastic like that. Well, it how, does help. How did that uh, situation turn out? Did you ever hear? Um, no, I never did hear. Okay. Um, as you just stated, I said, you know, if you had witnesses there, then in the... Right. You're, you're married, but... Uh, right. so my witnesses doesn't remember. It's a lie, I'm telling you. <laughs> that wasn't me. We also <laughs> have to make you laugh because I've said this several times before. You're talking about how expensive it is. A marriage license, I think, is like $27.50. So when Stop. I give it, So when I give it to them, I say, yeah, your marriage license, we make it easy to get in, but it's very expensive oh, to get out. Yeah. That's true. Cheap to get in, but expensive to get yes, out. And that indeed. one little piece of paper is some expensive shred. Yes. Add kids to the mix. Kids ain't bad. Kids I mean, as far bad. as expenses, though, oh, add yeah. kids to the mix. Somebody's paying for those kids. I am right now. Well, there you go. I hear Them you. boogers are eating a lot of food these days. That's what they do. Killing me That's with their food. job description. That's and right. I'd, I'd like to add, too, since we're talking about it, because you asked about some of the complaints, and it came to my mind when you were talking about divorce, because we, when in our civil filings, when people come in to file for a divorce, we have to collect advance deposit, and it's usually pretty high. It's probably like $450 mm. or something. Yeah. But... 80 cents on the dollar almost goes out the door for us because we collect by the agencies we have to collect for the sheriffs, the judges supplemental, mm-hmm. the um, judicial administrators. So okay. when a fee comes into the clerk's office, it's not 100% for the clerk's office. And that has been something that I've had to explain over the years to people because that too mm-hmm. is also set by law as to what we have to collect. Right. Right, that, that makes sense. That's interesting. Well, wow. you always got to have Man. a judge when you divorce. You may have to have the PSO over there because who knows who's going to act up. Yeah. You're right. Right. That's true. Make it that's a little bit of a civil here. Beating each other up. <laughs> that's right. That's all Throwing civil. a pot at somebody. Exactly. Don't mess with me. <laughs> <laughs> that is, uh, that's great. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, clerk of courts office has a lot of different things in the background that we're not even aware of. And uh, it makes the machinery of a community work. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the, so it's, it's the hidden talents. Yes. Yep. It really does. And, and, the, and the fact that you're one part of the whole machine, which is even more interesting, you know, if you, and what a vital uh, service you guys offer. And in, in every um, parish and county in this whole country, we have clerk of courts office, yep. they, offices. Thank you. They are, and they are in the background a lot. But it, the reason I, I ran for it is because it's an administrative position. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. I, when I campaigned, I told people, you know, I really don't like politics. And my husband was like, you can't keep telling people you don't like politics. You're running for clerk of court. <laughs> right, right. And I said, but it's an administrative position, and that's what I'm good at. Right. And uh, so uh, I will say that that's right. the part that I really like is the administrative part. The political part, when we have to go down to the Capitol legislation to discuss various um, laws that pertain to our offices is not what I really enjoy i leave sure. that to people like jeremy lacombe <laughs> right exactly right let me ask you this what what would be the difference between your clerk, clerk of court's office and say like one of the biggest ones in the state like maybe the, the new orleans clerk of court's office i know we, we know the size is a difference do they have different things that they offer that you don't or can't offer yeah because the resources just like yeah, but they get a lot of money coming in too though well, right. i mean bourbon street alone uh, well, right. well, New, when they're not fighting. Yeah. New Orleans is actually, first of all, they're not as friendly as us. That's, I'm going to put a plug oh, for us yeah, right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you I can't get that. much help over there. But New that Orleans New Orleans is different. They they are different than us. They do right. get some other funding that 
but every other clerk's office in the parish is self-sufficient like my office is. Right. And yes. uh, it, it ranges. I mean, the smaller offices who aren't as fortunate as us to mm-hmm. have the oil and gas activity and the beauty of False River and real estate, they're really struggling. They're struggling mm-hmm. right now, right. and uh, that's why they have to depend heavily upon the fees, and the fees are set the same across the state for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we talk about every single parish and county in the United States have, has a clerk of court's office. Correct. Every so parish we talk about 6,400 clerk of court's office nationwide. That's how many parishes and counties there are. That's well, amazing. that's well, off the top of your head? But it's, it's approximate. Well, it's like 6,000. Oh, I was yeah. about to say. That, yeah, yeah. The, now, the right. di- now I'll tell you the difference. Uh, Louisiana is the only state that does not have a tax base to run the office. Y'all uh-huh. heard me say that yes, earlier. That's right. that's if you right. look on your, your tax notice, your millage, you'll see the police jury, assessor, sheriff, uh, school board, mm-hmm. fire district. You won't see the clerk of court. That's true. Only Louisiana. We are the only hmm. state that's like that. Every other state has a tax base to run their office. Interesting. I, yeah, and and it makes it challenging, and that's why I, I stress the importance of my background coming into this position, and that's why I did so much research to make sure that again, one that I could do it, and one that I wanted to do it. Right, right, right. If I would, I would love to just have you know a big millage check put on my desk and say run your office right. for a year. If right. I win the lotto or Powerball, <laughs> right. if I win the Powerball, I'll do that for you. There you go. Thank you. I win the Powerball. I'm going to hold you to that. Yes. I will. I don't mind. It's been recorded. I, that will be my third place because I already have two places in mind that I want to donate. There so. you go. Yep. That's Why not great. bring it back to the That's parish, it. right? That's exactly right. Yeah. <clears throat> so that is very, very good. Uh, so how are we looking on time, Tim? Just so we kind of make sure we're, our next little topic we go into. Four minutes? Forty. Are we in forty minutes? Okay. So we got about twenty. We got about twenty to go. Twenty plus. We don't. We want to use all our time, but we can. All right. So, um, anything you want to discuss uh, before we go any further? Uh, you have some notes right there if you want to uh, go over. Yeah, I just kind of wanted to talk a little bit about the old records because I kind of touched on to it. That is cool. We have some phenomenal records in our office. In fact, we have Julian Porges's last will and testament. Yeah. Come on, we have handwritten. Handwritten. Handwritten Man. with the dip pens. Neat. Oh, jeez, we gotta go check that a out. A lot That's of that's cool. And it has been <laughs> oh. preserved by a, a private individual. I, I didn't ask him if I could mention their name, so mm-hmm. sure. I would rather not. Maybe sure. on a later show, if it's okay with y'all, y'all yeah. can bring it back up. But they they paid to preserve Julian Porges's last will and testament, and I'm going Man. to and I've provided a copy to the historical society down here yes. already. Great. Um, I just finished a project with UC Berkeley, and mm-hmm. they also paid to do a preservation of one of my older books wow. to preserve one book cost around twenty five to twenty eight hundred dollars. Okay. And as a lump or like monthly? No, one one to do one big book, one old book is twenty seven to twenty. But I get it. They do a, they take the book apart and they do what's called a deacidification, dehumidification, preservation. So uh, the, these records you have to remember have been there for two hundred plus years. Yeah. And now they'll be preserved forever because we're also digitizing them and we're putting them in a format to where the there won't be any deterioration of the pages of paper anymore. Y'all going to put like an airtight container or something? It's the, every page is preserved, is in a seal. You'd have to come see it. It's beautiful. Wow, the, they're just beautiful books. And so UC Berkeley just did one with me, and right now we're working with a professor um, out of uh, Nickel State University, wow. along with Julie Lee here from oh, New yeah. Roads, yes. and she's been instrumental. In fact, she's been the backbone pushing a lot yes. of this. As you can tell, I have a lot of irons in the fire, and without her and her little army of people, we wouldn't yeah. get this done. Yeah, she's a but it's, it's she is, and it's off and rolling now, and I'm hoping in the 
coming years we'll be able to really push these old books because I have about a hundred of them in archives and Baton Rouge right now waiting for preservation. Wow. I'm so scared books are going to go away. It is, it's the thought that it is possible, not scary, because everything's right. electric, electronic. Right. Yes. I mean, nobody goes to yeah. libraries anymore, Harley. It's true. You're right. Books yeah. are going to go away, and that's sad because a book is important. Have mm-hmm. you ever seen the book of Eli? Uh, I heard about it. Yes, yes. The Have book of Eli. You? The book That's of a Eli. good movie. Yeah, the movie. Uh, the movie, uh, right. Yeah. Like all the books went away because it was the end of the world except one book. Right. That's your viewers' homework for the homework assignment. Got to watch, watch it. it. Watch yeah, it was really good. Yes. Um, it's Denzel Washington. Why not? You know, yes. he's a great actor. <laughs> <All right>. So <laughs> what happened in that scenario? The books are gone. What happened? All the books went away except for one book. Well, no, all this particular book went away except for this one book. The only book available to read. It was a Bible. Ah, there you go. And it was awesome. The whole movie is yes. awesome. His whole trial, his whole, the whole movie is based on him keeping that book alive. Yes, right. Because it's the only one left. Exactly. Which goes into the thing with preservation is so important. Like you were saying, you know, so you have about 100 books yes. uh, in, in the collection. Uh, of course, we have the 300th anniversary of Point Capi com- uh, coming up yes. next year, I think it 300 is, right? 300 years. years old. Yes. And you were saying the oldest thing that you have was from 1770? 1771. The reason, you know, we have some of the oldest books is because Point Capi was an original point of settlement back in the day. False River was part of the Mississippi, the Mississippi River. River yeah. And so we were original port of entry. The only other parish that has records older than us uh, is Natchitoches. What? So we have That's some. Cool. Wow. So, yeah. I'm, so I am like caught back in the time with preservation with the old books and moving forward with the challenges of technology right. with the new computer systems. Oh, wow. So it's never a dull moment around no. there, Sounds but, uh, but yeah. I, I love every minute of it. I've been very fortunate. And as I said, I couldn't do it without the help of my staff there fantastic that allows me they do the day-to-day operation which allows me to do the administrative stuff get the funding i'm getting both public and private funds to do this stuff Mm. i've received some grants so right yeah grants are very important too it seems like every grant that we apply for is a matching grant we got to have a dollar for dollar which is kind of aggravating sometimes but i can understand why so uh, some of the grants if y'all have received in the past are they dollar for dollar or do you get like the whole grant or I've actually had I've had a little bit of both I've had some that I've had to do a matching on and some that um, has been just a outright grant mm-hmm. but a lot of the money went away when the recession and the they tightened oh, up yeah. on all of the grants. Yeah. So it's challenging today, and that's why I'm going to push more of trying to get the private sector, the universities that want to research, they want to use my books. In turn, we do a contract, and they pay to and it doesn't cost office a penny. So well, that's right. cool. Yes, I got to ask you this. So with yes. uh, tourism, we benefited uh, when the BP oil spill, and they was dishing out all that money in the parish. Did y'all benefit from the BP? No, not at all. Okay. Not a drop. <laughs> not a drop. Uh, no pun intended. <laughs> not at right. all. Right. Right. So, <laughs> I uh, wouldn't even yeah, like so, that. <laughs> right. so, yeah, that's, that's pretty sad. Well, we did benefit from it. We got a lot of money from BP uh, Amico, and, uh, but it dried up already. You're going to get a um, bunch more if people keep getting flesh-eating bacteria. I know. That's right. Yep. Yeah, that's, right. that's a scary thing. And it, it just, it's, um, it's astounding of the the huge amount of money those people had as much money they were giving out did you hear crabs are mating where the bp oil spill was on the platform don't eat crabs anymore y'all that cannot be good for your health no they're taking all kind of garbage up in that area Boy, they having fun up there right crabs wow i would not eat a crab right now right I'm thinking that's the part of the show I'm not going to enjoy that comment <laughs> right there. I love crabs, and I'm going to have a hard time look, eating them from I now heard, Look, I've heard horror stories about crab and shrimp. You just don't want to know. <laughs> no, right. you're right. I'm working from the wildlife Gulf. and fisheries. But that's true. I've heard yeah. some stuff. <laughs> so, I still eat it. I don't care. But the bot, look, I, 
before the BP oil spill, before I knew all that, right. I knew what they were eating before and I was totally okay with it. And that may make me weird, but crab is good meat. Well, are there other places? Are, are there other places to get stuff besides the Gulf? I mean, that we know about. Yeah, but it's not real, though. Right. I mean, you want like crawfish? We get orange. crawfish from like, Japan or somewhere. Yeah. No, nah, I wouldn't do that. But even though you don't know, right? I don't know. Interesting. Very it's very scary. Interesting. You just yes. you got to be so careful with with all this stuff floating in the water right now that everybody keeps getting. Yes. It's gonna eventually affect all our seafood, and it's scary because. Your oysters are going to, like like whenever the Mississippi was drifting into Lake Pontchartrain and they had the yep. dead zone, yes. all the oysters died out, which means they're going to go up if they ever start making more. Shrimp's mm-hmm. going to get messed up. Crabs are going to get yes, messed up. reaction. Yeah, and it's bad. Right. Do you eat it? Because, uh, you know, I mean, if, if crabs are eating everything and they're in that atmosphere, do they not take the atmosphere with them when you eat it, which makes you sick? Kind of like the, yeah. the, the deer with the, um, the CDC, chronic waste disease, CWD, whatever uh, it is. Right. Right. You know what that is, right? No, I have not heard about it. What is that? Really? Okay. No, chronic waste okay, disease. this brings zombies into play, people. This is how yeah, bad this stuff is. Chronic waste disease. Deer get this chronic waste disease. So far, it's not in Louisiana. It's at the Mississippi line. So we've kept it out of Louisiana. But basically, it's a disease that eats the deer's brains. Interesting. You can't, wow. when you cross the state lines with a deer, you cannot bring their heads in. Ah. It, no, nothing, no brain matter whatsoever. The spinal wow. cord has to be detached. All so, this so it's stuff, a neurological um, Yeah, uh, thing, and right. all this stuff is affected. So it makes wow. you wonder that if, you, if you're if you eating this stuff, is it not affecting you too? Because this stuff is like really bad. It affects elk, deer. I think moose may be involved in it. Right, those are classes of It's uh, cleaning uh, out the deer population. That is incredible. But it's wow. not in Louisiana yet. We've right. been good keeping it out. Right. It's in Mississippi. I think Texas has, and I think Arkansas may have. It's all around us. Right. So, I mean, yeah, you just have to be careful. You know, you have to take your chances. I don't know, Dave. If I could add. Go for it, yeah. I just need one more thing before no, I leave. because we've kind of covered. Well, we've kind of covered my office pretty well, but okay. I neglected yeah. to mention one other hat that I wear, and that's chief yes. election officer. Oh, I forgot I, about that. Yes. yes. And I have to say that um, I have some wonderful commissioners, and election day it takes approximately have approximately right under 200 people that work for me that day wow everybody mm. from state investigators that come down state people to my commissioners the commissioners get up y'all they at the precinct sometimes 5 30 in the morning they're there till 8 39 at night mm. yeah they work hard they yes. come to they're required to come to class at least once a year sometimes twice a year that they don't get paid for so it's really a public service and i would love mm. to see yes. more younger people get involved to be commissioners it's yes. a long day but um, those people are the people that really make this election right. Roll. They sure mm-hmm. do. You, you're right about that. And uh, what an important job it is too, because um, we we have the freedom to vote for who we want to vote for in in our elections, and um, we take it for granted so much time. I mean, how many people in the world have that uh, you know freedom? Not many people. We look at the whole world. Yep. That's incredible. Constitutionally. So, yeah, so that's what I say. I say go vote for the candidate of your choice in whatever election you are, wherever you may be. Make sure you go out and vote and because you can't complain if you don't vote, right? That is correct. Yeah, but I don't want to hear it. We can't complain. Mm-hmm. Don't don't put no uh, email messages on our board or anything if you didn't vote. <laughs> so that's great. So chief election officer. So uh, so we got a few minutes left. How did you get that job? I mean, Well, um, that's part. That was part you, of your, your clerk accord ah, and chief election yeah, officer. Okay. And and that, you know, of course, when, when you have an election, you always have a winner. You always have a loser. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I will say that, you know, the the losers usually handle it every, very well. Every now and right. then you get one off the grid that can't, right. doesn't 
won't admit that they lost the election and they won't let it go. Right. But yes. But for the most right. part, it's uh, everybody's really good about it, and they appreciate the commissioners and the work they do and the long hours they put in. Right. And again, we could never do this process without them. And yes. Go look at New Orleans. They're running into problems right now because they can't get enough people to work the polls. But really? Yes. Really? Yeah, they wow. have a lot of people. Yes, they do. And so, like you said, yeah, uh, at least on a, uh, on face value, everybody seems to be very, very cordial after an election. I don't know what happens behind the scenes, but everybody gives a good public image of being a good sport about it and everything. And so yes. that's that's really, really good. So, um, yeah, that is awesome. Well, is there anything else you want to cover? You got a lot of notes there. You sure? Look no, at your notes, good. Make no, sure. No, no, I she just came I, very prepared. <laughs> right. I know. Make I just, sure. I, I just wanted to, you know, want to thank you all for allowing yes. me the time to be on the show to talk about the position, the importance of it. Yes. To let people know about my staff and absolutely friendly, knowledgeable, and to invite anyone that has any questions to please contact me or my staff or, or contact someone who uses the office on a regular basis. Right. Yeah. Don't look at anything negative or inaccurate on social media. Yes. Just yeah. right. come ask us. We're yes. there. That's right. Customer that's reviews. Cool. That's right. Five yep. star customer reviews. That's right. Well, that's very, very good. Well, so good to have you over here. Um, we'll have you again later on for oh, sure. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. I'd love to come back. Yes. I'd love for y'all to come to the office yes. and look at the old books. I want to now. That's awesome. And I will tell you one more thing, and it won't take much time, but oh, I also have the old Cypress ballad boxes that were used oh, back in the day. Oh, that's neat. Okay. And I'm getting ready to kick off, y'all hearing it first, but I'm getting ready to kick off a bidding process for the ballad boxes in the future, and I'm going to use the money from the ballad boxes to restore and preserve the historical colonial records. That's that's yes. a good idea. A lot that's of stuff thinking. going on. That's that is a good thinking. idea. Think, yep. thinking, no, no pun intended again, outside of the box. You're thinking outside <laughs> the box. So that's great. That's awesome. <laughs> that's a good one, Dave. <laughs> that's true. I don't, I don't try to think of these things. They just come to my mind. But that's me, Dave. Yes. That is, that's really cool. All right. Well, that sounds great. So what I want to talk about, uh, thank you for being on the show. We're definitely going to have you on in a future day because we, we always invite our guests to come back. Oh, yeah. Recurring guests thank is you. where it's at because that means you're happy with us. I want to go back on a Dave K show with Dave the B. That's awesome. Well, so, and Dave. Um, what you totally forgot yourself on that one with dave k show with dave the big dave k is, is uh implied that it's me because it's the dave k show I with you. dave the big so i want to talk about dave some things that we got coming up pretty soon we got our 50th podcast this is this is show number 39 right here that we've done already Jeez. so bud Tars is coming in after you in a few minutes so he'll be show number 40 and uh, he's this will be his second appearance on the show too. it is yeah and so uh what we're having is we're having our 50th podcast we're going to make it a christmas slash 50th podcast celebration, Christmas party celebration, and you're cordially invited. All of our past guests are going to be invited. Yep. Thank you. We're going to uh, glam it up. Uh, it's going to be uh, formal. We're going to have the limousines, red carpet, paparazzi. We're going to just blow it up big. All of our musical guests that we had, we're yep. gonna, uh, Butar is going to be playing some music, so all of our other musical guests. It's going to be a lot of fun, and it's just to kind of network and just celebrate. Hey, look, we were one of the first ones, the first ones in Park Pee to get a, uh, a podcast, and we had a show a while back. To get local people to come on and talk about their things. Uh, when the cable channel was running, we ran that till it they, they stopped it. But I'm going like, you know what? We don't need cable vision. We'll start our own show up. And that's what we did right here. Yep. So we're celebrating Poinka P talent, Poinka P musicians, Poinka P personalities, everything Poinka P parish, and get it out in the world. Yep. My job as tourism is to uh, is to uh, push our parish and our state tourism. Yep. And this is one way that I can do that with this show right here. Is that cool, you think? I think that's wonderful. <laughs> right. I think that's wonderful. Right. And, and we have yes. the historical records if you need to use them and anything that y'all doing yeah with the we might do that for sure yeah just to get some, uh, some stats or whatever especially with the anniversary coming up we might bring our cool. we might bring yeah. our cameras yeah. if it's okay and do a little absolutely. segment and show yeah. show the things that you're talking about absolutely we'd that love is, to have y'all yeah, oh, we have a lot of good stuff in the office 
Oh, yeah, seventeen seventy one. Yes, that's right. insane. All uh, right, so before we go further, I'm just now thinking something. So, uh, have you uh, worked with Brian Costello with anything? Oh yeah, Brian has done a lot of stuff. Brian knows my office like the back of his hand. We need to get he's Brian done, Costello uh, here. He's done a lot of his research has come from the office. In fact, when I started doing the preservation of the books, I contacted Brian to ask him which one should I preserve first because he knew the historical value of them. Yeah, yeah. right. He's walking encyclopedia himself. Yes. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, we, need, we need to download his brain. That is a word that most children of this age group right now, that these little kids that are like my kids age 16 and up, I mean and under, have no idea what an encyclopedia is. They, they don't remember an encyclopedia salesman coming door to door selling you those encyclopedias. Well, I don't remember that either. But Really? You don't remember that? No, I never. <laughs> we, but my grandma has a world encyclopedia book that she gave me, the Britannica. Yeah. I have the whole set in my really? office. Wow. I love those How, books. Yeah, it's like A to B, C to D. Yeah. E to G. Wow. Yeah. That's so cool. I know. And I yes. try to show it to my kids. I'm like, I'm not reading that. I'm like, what's this? You don't understand. This is Google before Google was Google. That's what it, that's <laughs> that's right. that's what I mean, it was. Be that, for real. That was your reference. That was your. That was the whole. Uh, you know, the whole world is yeah. those encyclopedias. Yes, I, I scoured through mine from A to Z when my, my parents had them. I love them. Yes, they were, I it, think they're so cool. I'm gonna are. keep them. Now you can buy them in thrift stores. They have uh, encyclopedia sets at thrift stores in Baton Rouge. I saw. Those and really cool. nobody knows nowadays what that is. These poor children are being so misinformed by Google. Yes, they are right. And and Google Wikipedia. don't know everything. Watch, watch Wikipedia too, because that's mis- right most of the time. But just verify your sources when you uh, do research and everything. Yeah, don't believe everything you read. Right. Google will have you dead before from a thumbnail type. You know, get the little hangnails. <laughs> Google say you're dying from a hangnail. Right. You can't believe everything Google says. Yeah, right. You'd be in the emergency room forking over hundreds of dollars over a thumbnail. Exactly. Yeah, that's a whole other uh, thing there for sure. So being that our our uh, 50th podcast celebration is coming up, uh, Dathan and I are going to be going around and showing them the posters right here. We're going to be oh, yeah. um, putting these posters out on businesses all over the place, restaurants. We're going to go to Racks, go over there, go to Sandbar, uh, Exxon Stations, um, all the different places and everything. Uh, cool. So yeah, so this is uh, this right here just kind of tells us who we are. Um, what does it say on there? We are we have music. Oh, yeah. News, music, Collins, opinion, which we do like comments, Collins. You know, yeah, and we were representing the white. What does it say down there? Uh, represent Louisiana businesses, film, and music talent. Yes. So that's what we're all about Everything. right Everything. That is what we're Everything. all about. Everything. Yep. So and I got to give a shout out to uh, to our logo. Uh, Bud Tars helped us design our logo. Isn't that pretty? He did. With, he the, with the pretty K and everything on here. Yeah. So uh, shout out to Bud. Bud originally wanted to put a uh, horseshoe right here. I'm going to go to horseshoe. It's just yeah. too, it's too country for us. I am I'll, not. I'll put the wood back here, but I'm not going to put a horseshoe It's on like here. the word boots. It just <laughs> right. doesn't sound right. Right. Exactly. No, I'm not West. So that we decided. Really see, this has a theme to hold it up again. This has a theme because um, I like to go back to the 90s where we had the big old uh, silver knobs on the stereos. And that's what these is are. Is that what that is? Yes. These are like silver knobs yeah. on, on a 90 stereo. Yeah. That's what it is. Oh, and sure. if you look like close, that. if you look close, there's a little dot on there that shows you like where your um, where your knob is on your stereo. I thought they were just little silver. <laughs> that's very creative. I like, I like We're it. We're on nostalgic. We like the 80s and 90s, so I kind of go like back. There. And if you look at our logo and our, sh- our our opening on our show, Dathis, uh she got a record player. Oh yeah, that was cool. So uh, that that kind of like goes back to the 80s right there. Anyway, yeah, record cool. players are neat. Yes, I got one over there. I'm transferring a lot of records. I love listening to records. That's there. a crackle. Yes, even the crackles. Oh, you got to have the crackles. Yes, that's awesome. I don't think I ever actually had one. I bought my mom and dad one not too long ago from Target, I think, was selling them, and I bought them one, but it doesn't crackle like you right. think it does. I even went to a thrift store and bought them a bunch of records. I don't think they ever even played the stupid thing. Wow. But it's got a cassette player, too, and a radio. I mean, this thing is decked out in CD. Yes. That's great. Wood. Oh, it's so it's so vintage looking, but yeah. it's not really vintage because right. it's got all the new age stuff in it. But I don't I don't think it crackles. Right. That's good for our kids growing up. They need, they need 
know where we came from, right? They need well, to know I mean, like that. Um, the only thing they don't have is the A-Track, which I don't know what, what an A-Track is other than a humongous cassette right. player. So you remember the A-Tracks, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Did y'all have y'all in y'all vehicles? Oh, <laughs> yeah. They were in cars? <laughs> yes, they yes. were in cars. The old <laughs> thing, you never lose that <laughs> <Yes>. tape. <laughs> right. And if I remember correctly, you couldn't rewind them, could you? You could only fast forward them or, or press the button to oh. go... Well, how you do you get that? to the beginning of it? You got to just wait. Oh, no, there's oh, no. I think you're right, Dave. I forgot about that. Yes. I don't know. It yeah. had four buttons in this uh, eight tracks. I think it goes forwards and backwards. And if you miss something, you just have to go all the way to the end and just wait for it to replay all over again. As if. That's a lot of waiting. <laughs> yes. What, did Which, you flip it over? Could you listen to the other side? You can't song? flip it over. It only goes no, in one way. No, Dave. <laughs> yes. And oh. you have to listen to the... This, no yeah. wonder they went out. <laughs> and but that's see, crazy. Well, they were smart because it made you, It forced you to listen to all the songs, you know, one more time yeah. before you go back you over. You couldn't skip them. You know, yes. my car records CDs and it does that. I, I can't. You got to... Yeah, I just... Mm. Right. You can't we can't record one song on it and be like that's the best song ever. You record the entire city before you even realize it. It's like that fast, right? Right. Yes. So it's in the hard drive of the car. You have to keep hitting fast forward to really? get to the. I didn't know that in your car you had all that stuff. Yeah, my car is a little amazing. smart. It's too smart. Well, I love technology and the technology is fun going, but I loved the old um, technology, the old vintage stuff was just so fun. Uh, it's fun to mess around with tapes because I I got like a tape deck over here. I got a couple of VCRs, a bunch of old video cameras with tapes. I love just playing. A tape and a camera or a VCR are just so fun. It just brings back that feel of, uh, you know, back in the 80s and 90s when yeah. everybody had VHS cassette tapes and they would record TV shows and then they'd go record their kids playing in the pool yeah, and record I, another TV show afterwards. See, I did that. I tried to get Days of Our Lives and Sunset Beach and I never got <laughs> Sunset <laughs> Beach right, at the right. end because it only recorded eight hours. So I'd press yes. record before I go to school, got all the Days of Our Lives, but never got the end of Sunset Beach. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, you know, after all the characters dying 20 times, you start getting tired of watching it. Right. Like, how many times is Stefano yeah. going to die? True. Really? At that point, you go look at the commercials, the Robo Price and Blanc commercials, dialing, you know, back when Price and Blanc still they, living. S- they still yeah. do that, huh? But now we're probably still He died, of course. Yeah, but, but his um, son does it his now. His son's huh? carried the tradition on. They sure did, yeah. I only all know except yeah. I don't have TV. Do you remember New Generation? TV. New Generation in, in Baton Rouge in the 80s. They sold all the stereos, oh, yeah. all the high-end yeah. cameras. Yeah. That in Florida Boulevard, that was a place to be, New Generation. And you know how they, you know what they do with the commercials? Because you got to get people's attention. He would take these old TVs, they'd stand on top of their building oh. and throw the TVs off the building. Why would he do that? Because you need to go buy a new TV from them. But he wasted it. I know. Now you need to buy a TV from them. <laughs> I'm not going to throw a TV off a roof to go buy a new TV. Well, it worked for them. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I, w- I went and bought a few things over there. So, new that's, generation. That's an interesting way to That's yes. an interesting way to get business. Yes, and it worked That's for also them. littering. Well, they picked it up afterwards. <laughs> All right, so let's go. Let's wrap it up right here. We're so good to have you. Lena Landry, Clerk of Court, Parker Free Parish. You. And she said she's going to be back, and we got to return the favor by going back over there. That's right. Please. We're going to go check it out. We're yes. going to come do a little segment over there and put it on when you have on. When, you have, when we have you on again, we've got to play our little segment on the TV. Oh, yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, showing definitely. the pictures of your stuff definitely all right well so we want to invite everybody everybody's invited to our 50th anniversary our 50th podcast celebration uh what we're going to do is real quick we're going to make it free for the past guests and their families to go the general public pays 25 dollars because it's a fundraiser and we need to pay for our expenses because we're going to have you know food drinks and everything this in patent bands so everybody's invited we have an event bright page set up on our dave k show facebook uh go check it out uh get your tickets we're gonna have 200 tickets available Get your tickets uh, early while you can, uh, and enjoy yourself. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Dathan and I are gonna be over there. If you want an autograph, we'll give you one. If not, not a problem. <laughs> um, later on in our hundredth podcast, you might want to get one. There you go. All right. Who so, knows? Uh, it might be worth money someday. Exactly. That's right. All right. We're gonna wrap this thing up right here. I think Timmy's saying it's time to uh, get out of here. Um, so if you're good to go, Lynnell Landry, we're gonna wrap it up. Thank you. Appreciate the time. All right. Thank sounds you. Great. So uh, I'm David K. Jaro and Nathan Bure. That's right. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys.